Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's going to be a fun one. I want to talk a little bit about playoffs. Of course, it's Thursday, so it's live Q&A. So if you have questions regarding the San Francisco 49ers, leave it in chat, and we'll get into it. It's going to be a good one. And what's up to Paul, and what's up to Jan? How's it going? Uh, Jan says, already coming through with the questions, did not waste any time. It says, run the season or rest the players. Um, I think the 49ers are going to go in there and try to win this football game. I don't know exactly what's going to happen with the Philadelphia Eagles-Giants game. It looks like the Giants are probably going to hold back their starters, making it a little bit more difficult for the 49ers to be able to get the number one seed. But with Minnesota playing early in the day, you're going to have a pretty good idea of how the 49ers sit as far as the two seed. I expect the Minnesota Vikings to be able to uh, win their game at 10 a.m. I mean, nothing is for sure, uh, but it's Kirk Cousins and not not in prime time, and a Bears team that's going to be without Justin Fields. I would expect Minnesota to win, and then for the 49ers, you have to win against Arizona to be able to hold on to the two seed, which I know they at least want to do that. That way they make sure that in the divisional round, they would have home field advantage against whoever came their way. So I think that is potential... Uh, potentially how things are going to play out. But I think in the back of their minds, too, they're going to be watching Philly and just seeing what happens. We'll see if Jalen Hurst is going to play or not. I think that'll play a big determining role in how the 49ers play with their starters uh, and backups. And, of course, they're going to make sure they keep everyone healthy, but they got some guys to get reacclimated, like Elijah Mitchell, potentially Debo Samuel. We'll see. Uh, what's up, SL? How's it going? And what's up, Ziggy? Welcome to chat. Glad 
you are here. So let's go through some of these playoff scenarios. And like I said, uh, you guys can bring up any questions along the way and we'll get into those. Also, uh, what is exactly is the 49ers path, you know, to get to the number one seed? Because number one seed, of course, has got to be the number one goal because then you get a bye week. Uh, you get that week off, you get home field advantage through the entire playoffs. I think that's important for the 49ers to do. I think that's what they're going to try to do here. And how do they do that? Well, it's this simple. You need to beat Arizona and you need Philadelphia to lose to New York. Uh, if that happens, you win and the Eagles lose, you are the number one seed in the playoffs. And I think that is important. So uh, I think that's how they're going to do it. That's how they're going to get there. Um, will they? I don't know. That's a, that's a bigger question. And as far as who they would play after that, it all depends on who wins. You know, I mean, what those matchups are. If the 49ers are the one seed, you know, the Eagles could be two or the Eagles could be five. The Cowboys could be two or the Cowboys could be five. And in those scenarios, you know, they could easily play the Packers, Lions, um, you know, or Seahawks, and you might get an upset. So it, it switches in the NFL. It's not exactly dead set seeding, but it reseeds as you go to each round. Um, so remember that. And and what's up, Jay Ellie? Jay Ellie's in chat. And uh, Jay Ellie says, keep it running. Uh, don't think um, Giants and... Uh, Sorry, I'm having, see, having a hard time seeing this for whatever reason. Um, it says, keep it running. I'm going to move this thing over real quick. One second, JLE. Apologies. Uh, it says, keep it running. Uh, don't think Giants second stringers can beat the Eagles. Oh, well, second seed. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, that's it, right? If you get the second seed, you get the second seed. And I would like to say to JLE, uh, thanks again for being a member for 15 months. And JLE uses his membership um, advantages to be able to leave a free super chat. So if you're a member, uh, you can leave free super chats just like that. And if you're not a member, join, and then you can you can do the same thing right there that Jay Ellie just did. Um, and then, you know, Paul says, hey, Ant, what is the 49ers defensive lapses last week, more execution or scheme? I've I seen a lot of execution problems. Uh, I, I seen, you know, a couple of things. I do want to give Josh McDaniels a little bit of credit for the way he knew that D'Amico Ryans was going to be extremely aggressive against Jared Stidham and try to get him back on his heels early. Um, so I think that that's important. Uh, so maybe I think that, you know, that that plays into it. But also, I mean, we had Hufanga, you know, mess up in coverage a little bit. He got beat. Uh, we had some other lapses. I seen Diomedo Lenore come up to the line of scrimmage and then after try to recover to take on Waller, uh, that was it. And then it was ball skills as well. So I think there's lack of execution. I do think a little bit of scheme early on as Josh McDaniels took advantage of the eagerness of the defense and D'Amico Ryan to get after Jarrett Stidham and kind of establish you know, their will and, and take away what the Raiders wanted to do for sure. Um, so I think there. And Jan's already giving a score. 1917 Niners. Interesting. That's low. Uh, Matt Burgos has got to beat Pack. Need Mayfield to bake. Yeah, Matt. Matt is a Lions fan, so they need to they need to go ahead and beat the Packers. And you know Baker Mayfield has to beat the Seattle Seahawks. That's one of the things that we're going into. And Paul's making fun of me being able to see. Yeah, what happens is I have a couple of monitors, and there's one down here on the bottom. And for whatever reason, when it's in green. Uh, like they come through on my chat, thanks to YouTube, the member qual you know, membership ones, they always are hard to read. So yeah, maybe it's glasses time for me, right, Paul? I'm, I'm aging so fast. Uh, Mr. Corey says, 
that's okay. A, at 3-4, who would have thought we'd get the number two seed? Yeah, I'm not complaining about the number two seed, to be honest. You know, the number two seed is a pretty good situation for the 49ers to be in. And, you know, how exactly do the 49ers stay at the number two? Well, it's real. It's really simple. If they win against the Arizona Cardinals, they're the number two seed. If the Minnesota Vikings lose, they are the number two seed. So uh, a Vikings loss or a 49ers win means the 49ers are the number two seed. And then who they play is where it gets kind of interesting. And I think those are probably the ones that we want to go over the most because it's the most likely, even though we'd love to get the number one seed, getting the number two seed is probably the most likely for the 49ers. And there's three possible football teams they can play. The Green Bay Packers, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Detroit Lions. And the reason you name them in that order, the Green Bay Packers control their own fate. If the Green Bay Packers beat the Detroit Lions on Sunday night football, they will be the number seven seed. Uh, they ha- they hold the tiebreakers. Now, Seattle needs, if Seattle wins against the Los Angeles Rams and the Detroit Lions beat the Green Bay Packers, then Seattle gets into the playoffs. If for Detroit to get in, they must beat Green Bay and the Rams must beat Seattle. So those are the ways those three teams get into that number seven seed. So Green Bay is probably the most likely because all they have to do is win. Uh, for the Seahawks, you know, they only have to have Detroit beat Green Bay. So it should be interesting matchups. That Sunday night football game is going to be extremely pivotal to the playoffs. I'm looking forward to watching it. You know, by then we'll know if the 49ers are the number two seed or the number one seed and whether that game, uh, you know, makes a lot, you know, makes a lot of sense for the 49ers, whether it's impactful to them or not. Donald says, what is the last on Debo? Uh, Debo's been practicing. Uh, he's been, you know, getting out there. He's been going, turning it up at practice a little bit more here and there. Uh, but, you know, his words yesterday about, you know, if he's not 100%, you know, he's not going to push himself to go out there. I fully expect that if Kyle Shannon wants Debo out there, that Debo will go out there. But I think it will be an extremely limited role. Um, if he plays, I, I don't think he'll play more than like 15 snaps, you know, maybe get a handful of touches because I do think they want to keep him healthy, but they want to get him reacclimated to this offense. I think they'd love for him to play with Brock Purdy a little bit. So uh, maybe, maybe that's uh, what we'll get from Debo. But if he doesn't play, it would be interesting because if you got the number one seed, for instance, Debo wouldn't play, you know, for another week. And, you know, what would he look like in the divisional round? Would he be full go and ready to go? And Jan says, two seed may face the Seahawks. Uh, Yeah, if Green Bay loses then, yeah, you can see the Seahawks. Mr. Corsi's Green Bay is the most likely. I think so, too. I think that one kind of makes the most sense right now just due to the fact that, you know, I mean, all they have to do is win. So I think they're the most likely, followed by the Seahawks, then the Lions. Um, and it's only because the Lions need a couple things to happen. They need to win, and they need the Seahawks to lose, which makes it a little bit more difficult. Donald says, who thinks Eagles will lose again um, not with what the Giants are potentially gonna sit everyone. If the Giants hold most of their starters out, I don't think they could beat you know an Eagles team who's motivated to get the number one seed. Uh, if it's Gardner Menshew, maybe there's an opportunity there. But if Jalen Hurts is playing, this, the Eagles are 14 point favorites right now. I think a lot of people expect the Eagles to be able to win. Um, I think if it was Giants versus Eagles full go, maybe you would have an opportunity. We'll see. You never know. It's the NFL. You never know. This, of course, said I'd rather play Seattle out of the three. I agree. I think it goes Seattle, 
then Detroit, then the Packers, because the Packers have been playing at such a high level right now. Their defense has been playing good. Um, but, you know, all three of those teams would be tough. None of those teams are a pushover for sure. You're going to have to go in there and execute, and that's why one of the good things is playing at Levi Stadium. You're not playing in Lambeau like you were last year in the snow. So a little bit different circumstances for the 49ers. Jan says Eagles weren't as stacked as quarterback as it shows Miami too. Um, yeah, once they lost their quarterback, you can see their teams, you know, suffer a little bit. 49ers have been able to withstand quarterback injuries, which is unbelievable. And the fact that they had three quarterbacks of this caliber on their roster at once is fantastic. JLE says, who do you think will give us the most problems in the first round, Ant? Not really worried about any of them, but it's one game at a time. I think the I think when I always look at it, I want to know whose defense is playing the best. And I think right now Green Bay's defense is playing the best. Uh, what's up, Phil? How's it going? Welcome to chat. What's up, Traffic? How's it going? I think you look at the the teams and you look at the Packers and their defense is playing so good right now. I mean, what Jair Alexander, you know, and that secondary did to Justin Jefferson was pretty impressive. And we know the Vikings can sometimes disappear, but I thought that was something to remember. Plus, they are the only one of those three teams that have a franchise elite quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. And yeah, he didn't look good early in the year, but as Christian Watson's come on and Romeo Dobbs has come on, uh, they've definitely looked like a better team. Now, I think with, with the things that they do with Watson, I'm not as worried about him against the 49ers. Um, I, I think that, you know, it's not Devontae Adams, so I think the 49ers match up well. But I think right now they're just one of those hot teams that you'd rather not play if you don't have to. But, um, I mean, Detroit's got a bad secondary, but a good front. Um, you know, the Seattle Seahawks and 49ers have matched up well against the two times. So I, I think that the Packers would probably be the toughest battle of the three. Paul says, have you heard about a possible plan to handle the bills Bengal game is to add an 18 and eliminate the first team by, uh, or add an eighth team and eliminate the first team by. I have not heard that. Uh, that would be remarkable. I've heard the 40, I've, I've heard the NFL was willing to go to this, uh, with no buys and eight teams playing because it maximizes monetarily. Um, but I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things on the table. I don't know what the NFL is going to do. I'm sure that's going to play out over the next 72 hours. It's going to be a little bit interesting, but, um, you know, I mean, that would be interesting. That would change the playoff format for sure. And if there's no bye week, uh, someone should go out there and tell these teams that are about to gut it out and try to win that number one seed for the reason that they're going to get a bye. Traffic says, what up, TCC? Packers might lose on purpose just to avoid us in the playoffs. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? Just let, We'll just bypass the entire playoffs. We don't want the 49ers and those problems. That's pretty funny. Um, it's, of course, it's Green Bay's defense plus Aaron Rodgers plus Christian Watson. No thanks. Bring on Seattle. Yeah, especially since it's going to be at Levi Stadium. You know, I mean, you just why, why tackle the beast that is Aaron Rodgers, you know, and, and just the things that they can do. Now, I'm not like overly concerned about Romeo Dalbs or Alan Lazard. Um, I, I would think that their running game is pretty good. So you're going to have to make sure you get in there and stop the run, uh, which can make it more difficult when you have a blazer like Christian Watson. Um, but, you know. I mean, the 49ers have, have been equipped to handle speed receivers this year, and speed receivers haven't killed them a whole bunch. I think the mismatch that I don't like uh, is Christian Watson one-on-one -on -one with Diamond Lenora, not because of speed reasons, but because of size. And that seems to be something that has kind of you know bothered him a little bit. So uh, potentially, JLE's not worried about the Packers. The 0-4 Aaron Rodgers versus the 49ers is not scaring a whole lot of people. So how do the 49ers end up in the three seed? 
Well, uh, for some, it would be, you know, some people have told me this is the best situation for the 49ers to end up in the three seed. So that way they can play the New York football giants because the giants are locked into the six. So if you are the three seed, you are playing Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, and the New York giants. And how do the 49ers get there? They have to lose uh, the game against Arizona. Minnesota has to win against Chicago, and then they will fall to the number three seed. And in that case, they would play the Giants. Um, and, you know, potentially, who knows what would happen after that. If Minnesota is upset, then the 49ers at three could play, you know, the winner of the Tampa Bay-Dallas game. Uh, if a you know, if Minnesota lost, that would mean they would play the winner of the Tampa Bay-Dallas game or Eagles, depending on if the Eagles lost or not. So uh, those are some interesting situations. The 49ers can only end up first, second, or third seed. That is it. The Buccaneers are locked into four. And when it comes to the Cowboys and Eagles, the Eagles win, they're the number one seed. If they lose, they could be two or five. If the Cowboys win, they could be two or five. Uh, so it's it's one of those interesting things. The playoffs, you know, there's a lot of movement in the front part of the playoff seeding for the, you know, for the 49ers, uh, potentially the Cowboys and the Eagles and, and Vikings. So um, interesting playoffs, you know, the alignment, who it is. And I'm going to pose this to chat. If you had your choice, because a lot of people have been saying they would rather play, you know, the first seed, I mean, the, the, the Giants and fall away to three. If you could be in what in one seed, uh, where would you be? Would you rather be seed one, seed two, seed three? Um, I would love to know it because I'm very curious, you know, what people think. Well, let me know in the chat if you would like, you know, one of those spots uh, or, you know, which spot you would like. I, I'm curious what everyone thinks. Traffic says, never worry too much about matchups and playoffs. You're going to have to face good teams no matter what. Give the best seed we can get. I'm all about getting the best seed. I, I am. I'm all about getting the number one if you can. If you have to stay at number two, do it. Um, you know, it, it's always the most important thing. And you're right. Things are going to play out. You don't know who you're going to play. Um, but if you could get a cool matchup along the way or a good matchup for you, I think that's, you know, that's a good thing because matchups do matter in the NFL. And sometimes the, you know, finding the right path is important. And the right path could be as simple as like 2019, being the number one seed, uh, playing, you know, Minnesota in the divisional round and then playing Green Bay in the championship. So depending on how things play out, uh, yeah, it, it, it works. And Mr. Corey says, oh, uh, Paul says, break in Green Bay, his heart again, just sounds like so much fun. Mr. Corey says, seed one, everyone comes to Levi's plus a buy. Yeah, I agree. And even with, the no this is from traffic, and even with the number two seed, there's a real good chance to get home field throughout. It, it takes just one upset of the number one seed. You're right. And last year, you know, both number one seeds were upset. Uh, upset. So Shajay says, Number one seed every time. I'm with you. Number one seed is always the most enticing. We'll see. I, I hope it's I hope it's up for grabs. I hope the Eagles are struggling with the New York Giants and the number one seed's up for grabs. I think that would be such an interesting storyline. 49ers from three and four all the way to 13 and four, and the number one seed in the playoffs with a Mr. Irrelevant quarterback, a third string guy. Stepping up and making plays. I mean, it's it's a crazy story. Mark Grace says the O line put or D line put pressure like they should. It doesn't matter what seed we are, uh, but I'll take that by right. And JLS is always the top seed. And and Mark, you're right. I mean, if that defensive line gets after opposing quarterbacks and they put a lot of pressure on opposing teams, 
then it's tough for anyone. You know, that speeds up the decision-making for a quarterback. That makes it easier for your defensive players on the back end to be able to cover. So you're right. It's, a lot of it's going to be on defensive line pressure, and we've seen that. Uh, when pockets collapse on these quarterbacks and the four yards get after them, it changes football games. Quarterbacks are taking sacks or turning over the football or making bad decisions, and those things play pivotal roles into what you know the 49ers like to do on defense and how they can be aggressive. I mean, D'Amico Ryans would love to be able to just bring four every single time at the quarterback and be able to get home. Not always the case. Uh, I think sometimes it, it works out, but you know, a lot of times he's been having to bring an extra guy here and there, and, and that's okay. You know what I mean? But uh, if you can get home with four, that was the best way to do it. Jay Ellie says, uh, rest is always needed with this 18-game season. At least our bye week was much better this year compared to last. Yeah, last year was so early in the season that the 49ers went such a stretch of playing you know, game after game after game. Uh, you know, and I'm sure that probably wore on them a little bit when they got into the playoffs where this year was more halfway through the season and they were allowed to adjust or allowed to get healthy. Hey, um, getting another another bye would be huge. It really would. Uh, so potentially that, that, that would be good. And what's up, David V? How's it going? Welcome to Chad. David V says, um, Niners use his member benefits. David V has been a member for a long, long time. Love it. Uh, 16 months for David V. And, and thank you for using your channel um, you know, abilities and channel membership to go ahead and leave a super chat there. Well done, David V. And, and David V is one of, the, one of the great ones. One of the great fans love David V. So everyone make sure you say what's up to him. Mr. Quay says, nobody seems to be getting pressure on the D-line outside of Bosa. It has been a little bit of a struggle. I think Eric Armstead has, but he's been drawing double teams. Uh, Samson Ebicom does, except for what he gets held which he did in last game. Um, I think that you're right. They, they could use more um, pressure from the other players. And I'm sure D'Amico and, and Chris Kacarek and that unit is going to try to figure out exactly how to do that. Um, that's going to be one of the things they have to do. And Mr. Course says, I'll be cheering for the Giants backups. I will be as well. I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, Sean Jay says, D-line getting plenty of pressure, just not against the Raiders as much. Hopefully they straighten that nonsense out. What was interesting is they they would get, you know, I think Bosa would get pressure, and they've been getting a lot of hits as well. Uh, it's just the sacks that they haven't been able to get. But they do put pressure, you know, on the quarterback pretty consistently with hurries and that sort of thing, and, you know, making those guys go out of the pocket. So Shajay is right for sure. Bailey says, yeah, Eagles D-line has four D-linemen with 10 sacks apiece. Their D-line is legit. They really are. Against the Eagles, you have to be able to run the football to kind of, you know, offset that, make them think about it, and not be able just to, you know, pin their ears back and come. Because if you are, you know, in a third and long against the Eagles, that's going to be problems. They are built the right way through offensive and defensive line, uh, the same way the 49ers are. And I think the 49ers have advantages in some areas with linebackers and such. Uh, and then on offense, you know, they have a lot of skilled players. Um, I think it would be an interesting matchup. I know I'd rather it be at Levi Stadium than in Philadelphia, but we'll see. I think if it comes down to it, I think the 49ers can still uh, get it done. I don't think there's a team in the league that the 49ers can't beat if they play their game. Bill says, I'm a little leery about number one seed by. It's just, it could be just a chance to break our rhythm. It could. You're right. You know, And we've seen that happen in the, pa in the past. Uh, last year, in fact, both number one seeds lost in the divisional round. The 49ers knocked off the Packers at Lambeau Field. And the Tennessee Titans lost as well. So 
Um, it can be a little bit of a bugaboo, but we've seen the 49ers be able to handle it before. 2019, Kyle Shanahan's team came off the bye and beat up the Minnesota Vikings in the divisional round. So um, it can be nice to get players rested. But uh, you're right, it can be a detriment too. It can be a little bit scary. Um, East Coast Red and Gold Podcast, what's up? How's it going? Welcome to chat. Uh, Big Papa, Paul says, do we know how much time Stidham had to get rid of the ball in the last game average? I don't know. Um, it seemed like it was a lot. I know he did extend some plays. Uh, he was willing to get the ball, check it down. But, you know, this blueprint that teams have been running against the 49ers the last couple of weeks uh, with Scott, you know, um, with the offensive coordinator for the commanders, they did a really good job of figuring out exactly uh, what to do. And, and Turner, their offensive coordinator, he max protected. And then he went vertical with routes. And he gave the, you know, gave the offense more time to be able to throw the football and he made the 49ers be willing to bring more than, you know, more than four, because that's all they want to bring. And occasionally they want to bring Tao Nufong off the slot or Jimmy Ward. Um, but they don't want to do those things consistently. And with this new style of offense of, of loading up, you know, max protecting, uh, you have to do that. And then it puts the onus on the secondary to be able to cover, you know, for, you know, three and a half, four seconds. And when that happens, it makes it difficult. And, you can find players that get you know get away. I mean, Stidham did some things with his legs too. The fact he was able to scramble, you know, for first downs on third down, and then also the play where he rolled out to the left and then was able to throw the ball, you know, back to Devontae Adams. Uh, that was a spectacular play. And you know, like Fred Warner said, you got to plaster those guys. And they let him get away. And what's up, Kylie? How's it going? Welcome to chat. Uh, always good when you're here. So thanks for coming through. Mr. Corey says, number one seed is also more rest for Aaron, Banks, and Debo. Good point. You get the number one seed, right? Debo gets more rest. Uh, Elijah Mitchell gets another week. Kevin Givens gets another week, too, uh, to get healthy. And then you're preparing for the divisional round. Uh, potentially, that gives more time for your backup quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, too, right? Uh, potentially, he could get ready and, and, and be back. So you're right. One more week just means rest. And, you know, and for guys like Trent Williams... You know, the veteran players, um, you know, having that extra day of rest, Tyshawn Gibson, those guys, it, it could be very pivotal. But, you know, like Phil was saying earlier, you don't really want to lose that rhythm. So not losing the rhythm is very important for the, you know, for the team and for the 49ers. And so if you can stay, you know, playing at such a high level, uh, go ahead and do it. Play at a high level and, and get it done. So I, I don't know for sure, um, you know, where the 49ers are going to sit in the playoff hunt. I think it's likely that they're number two. I think that makes the most sense. Um, but I think one is still, you know, in there. I don't think they pull back enough. I think if Minnesota wins early in the day, and that's one of the benefits of the, of Minnesota playing at 10 a.m., the 49ers will know what they have to do. Uh, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where if Minnesota loses and you know you're guaranteed at least the two seed, you could play your starters for the first half of the game. And then if it looks like Philadelphia is running away with the game against the Giants, you can pull off, you can back off and then pull your starters out of the game and protect them knowing you're going to play the next week. So I think it's going to be a very fluid situation for Kyle Shanahan, you know, and this uh, 49ers team. But I think a lot of it gets started with that Minnesota game versus Chicago. That's going to start, you know, kicking the, the dominoes in the right direction of how exactly you let this thing play out. If it goes, you know, one way, uh, you know how to operate it, and it all starts with that. If Minnesota wins, you know you have to win to keep the number two seed. Uh, so then it's not even a question. You have to win, and if you can get up big, then you can pull your starters. So 
So uh, Minnesota, you know, if you would mind go ahead and losing to the Justin Fields less Chicago Bears, that would be great. I'm not expecting it, uh, but yeah, that would that would be great. And I don't know if anyone got to see you know the injury report list for today. Um, but once again, we had some guys who didn't practice, including Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he continued to not practice. He went out and did some individuals, but didn't go through team drills. And when they asked him, he said he fully expects to play in the game. And then Javon Kinlaw uh, missed practice, which isn't normal, but they said it's due to an illness. Um, so Javon Kinlaw normally practices in full on Thursdays, but he was out because of an illness. And you guys, everyone knows that there is a bad flu that's been going around, and it has been going through the 49ers organization so that could be why Javon Kinlaw is sick and then limited in practice here's the good news uh Kevin Givens was back limited in practice um that's good news because that means he's getting close to coming back and the 49ers are going to feel pretty comfortable having that defensive you know interior with Armstead Kinlaw Kevin Givens T.Y. McGill's played pretty good um that's a nice rotation and then you got Kerry Hyder as well so um it's very solid uh, Bosa was back uh practice today, and also so was Trent Williams, so no, nothing really to worry about there. When it comes to the Arizona Cardinals, they just have a bunch of guys um, that, are, that are hurt, are not practicing. Zach Allen, he's out with a hand. Robbie Anderson with his back. Starting safety, Chris Banjo's in concussion protocol. Linebacker, Zayvon Collins, dealing with a calf. James Conner with his knee and shin. Uh, cornerback, Antonio Hamilton, hip. Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins, we know he's out. Jonathan Ledbetter, knee, he's a DN. And Colt McCoy, concussion protocol. Those guys are all, I mean, potentially not going to play in this game. We'll see how it ends up playing out. Uh, but then they're also dealing with, you know, tackle Kelvin Beecham. And they've had a lot of injury on the D-line. He's, he's got dealing with a, a knee and ankle. Uh, they don't have a lot to play for. And so they have a lot of guys limited in practice. They have a lot of guys that aren't practicing. Eventually, the 49ers are going to play a little bit of a makeshift Arizona Cardinals team. Anyways, so it could be it. Mr. Corey's coming with something. Anytime it says, mark my words, he says, Ant, mark my words to Forrest Buckner coming back home in 2023. All his guaranteed money is over with only a $2 million dead cap hit and over $2 million in savings for trading in law. So you think the four years are going to trade? Let me know. Let me know what you, Mr. Corey, uh, I want to know for sure what you're saying. So you think they're going to trade for DeForest Buckner? Um, I, I'm I'm curious if they are going to trade for if they're if the Colts are going to trade DeForest Buckner. Do you think the Four Yards are going to trade for him? Interesting. Um, I didn't I didn't I haven't thought about that at all. I know you've been on the Buckner. We'll come back to the 49ers at some point bandwagon. Just curious exactly if you think it's going to be a trade. That would be that would be pretty interesting. I don't know if the 49ers will be willing to make a trade uh, because if you get if you got Buckner for a one, you're going to have to think that the the asking price is going to be at least a one. Uh, so I don't know. Um, and uh, Donald says, I miss him. And he could have been great with Bosa. There is no doubt that the 49ers wish they could have kept DeForest Buckner. Absolutely. They wanted to keep DeForest. The problem is DeForest Buckner wanted, you know, 20, 22, 23 plus million dollars. Um, and the 49ers, you know, had to make a decision. They could, they could sign DeForest Buckner let Eric Armstead walk, uh, potentially, you know, lose Jimmy Ward at the same time. And so what they decided to do was go ahead and trade and make a, an interesting move there. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think they would love Buck. DeForest Buckner's great at pass. I mean, he's pretty good against the run. Um, 
but he's really great pass rusher. And I think that's where the 49ers miss him. I think they also miss a second, you know, speed edge element opposite of Bosa. When they had Buckner on the inside, uh, he it was tough to stop those four guys together. Those four guys may have could have been one of the, the toughest groups ever uh, to back. And, and now uh, Dan is saying, bring back Buck. Uh, it would be interesting. Christopher says, hey, Faithful, think four yards will get the number two seed, but a slight possibility of the one seed if the Giants play well, go Niners. Yeah, Christopher, it all comes down to if the Giants decide to play their starters. I mean, that's one of the question marks that we have. You know, yeah, will the Giants play, you know, their starters versus, um, versus the Eagles? And I don't know if they are. I mean, I guess they've been sitting everyone at practice, haven't really... Um, haven't really played, you know, or been practicing their guys. So, I mean, we're going to see. I don't know what Dabble's going to do there. Um, you know, I, I was hoping he would take in, like, a competitor, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be a competitor, and I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to play all my guys, and I'm going to make sure that this plays out. Um, but, you know, I don't know if that's the smartest move. He's, he's one of the seeds that's absolutely locked in. And so he doesn't have to win any football games. They don't have to do anything else. They can rest their players and prepare for whoever that is. So, um, and, you know, according, and this is today, uh, Brian Dabble said, no decision yet on playing time for his Eagles. So that's going to be made Friday night. So we're not going to get anything out of Brian Dabble yet on what he's going to do in that football game. I think we can only hope. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play as a starter for, you know, part of the game and then kind of switch. Um, we'll see. Mr. Corey said, he got back to me, maybe a four, maybe at 4-11, the Colts don't want to pay Buckner $19 million next season, so he's maybe he's released. Yeah, I think they would want to call around and see what, you know, they could get for him. I mean, I'm sure DeForest Buckner would have, you know, huge value on the market, and they could probably trade him. So they released him. You know, I mean, he's, he's going to be making a lot of money out there. There's got to be a lot of money out there for Buckner. I think... He would price the 49ers out. I don't think they can pay an interior defensive lineman, you know, 19 to $20 million, another one besides what they already have, considering they still have guys to pay, including giving Nick Bosa, you know, what, $32 million next year. Uh, they're going to have to, they're going to have to, you know, decide, make some decisions, including maybe Jimmy Ward being gone. There's going to be some tough decisions coming. Paul says Kinlaw with, with when healthy is a better run stuffer than Buckner. A, against the run, you're right. Uh, that's 100% right. Buckner better against the pass. Uh, Kinlaw better against the run. The thing with Kinlaw, he just has to be healthy. I think that's been one of the biggest question marks. When he's out there, he's an absolute run stuffer. So, um, Four Yards Classic, what's up? Four Yards Classic says going to the Super Bowl. Is like Mark said. Sanchez said, "You eat how you eat an elephant, one bite at a time." Uh, well played, well said. Forty Niners classic. I'm loving it, man, loving it. Uh, so yeah, and Mr. Corey says Armstead is scheduled to make twenty nine million next season. Whew. Well, that's got to be restructured, doesn't? Uh, but I think it's time for a restructuring for Eric Armstead, so that could be done. And what's up, Kenneth? How's it going? This number two seed is great. We will mop the floor up with Seattle, Green Bay, or Detroit. I love the confidence. And, you know, I mean, I think your first option, you had it, you know, the right, like that with Seattle. I think they'd love to play Seattle. Seattle just seems to be a bad matchup. The Four Niners seem to be able to, you know, handle them. So uh, I think you got, you know, Detroit. I mean, they got Jared Goff. Goff is familiar with the 49ers. 
So, I mean, they've been playing some pretty good football. They have a good running game, um, but do they have enough weapons on the outside? You know, I think they are getting better and more healthy. Their offense is improving, but their defense is still a struggle. And with the 49ers under Brock Purdy, um, you know, scoring over 30 points a game, I don't know if Detroit could score enough points, you know, to handle the 49ers. I think it would be interesting. It would be, can Detroit, you know, score, you know, and hang with the 49ers? And if they could, that would be interesting. They do have some really good pass rushers. So uh, that would be interesting. The 49ers would have to, you know, kind of alleviate some of the pressure. And with Green Bay, it's all about being hot. If you would have told me four or five weeks ago, the 49ers were going to play, you know, the Green Bay Packers in the first round of the playoffs, I've been like, oh, sign me up. Uh, but lately they've looked pretty good. Aaron Rodgers has been letting it rip a little bit. Christian Watson scoring touchdowns. Romeo Dobbs is kind of coming on. And really what it comes down to is they've been running the football and playing good defense. And those are always recipes for success in the playoffs. You have a hot team like them, uh, that, that would be interesting, right? You'd have two hot teams, the 49ers, you know, coming off, what, 10 straight wins potentially against the Green Bay Packers. That could make for one huge matchup in the wild card round. The score says, yeah, Armstead is scheduled to make $29 million next season. Woo! A lot. Kenneth says it will be great tune-up, and Philadelphia gonna lose anyway, giving the championship game to San Francisco. Uh, that will be interesting, depending on who they play. If you know, if the 49ers are playing uh, Green Bay, you'd expect the 49ers to win. Uh, Minnesota's playing, you know, the Giants. If if uh, Giants beat Minnesota, then they would head to Philly. If Minnesota wins, that would mean the winner of Tampa Bay. Versus Dallas would head to Philadelphia. Philadelphia's number one seed. Uh, so it would either be Dallas. I mean, Dallas has beaten them before. They could potentially do that. You know, or Tampa Bay. I don't know if anyone wants to see Tom Brady and Mike Evans in the playoffs. I know I don't worry about them as a 49er fan, but I think there's some teams that should worry about them. Because of course, if Detroit has nothing to lose, no pressure, don't want them. Uh, what will be interesting, too, is, you know, what happens if, you know, they see Seattle you know, win. If Seattle wins over the LA Rams, Detroit can't make the playoffs. Will Detroit still go out there and give the same effort to be able to, you know, beat um, the Green Bay Packers? And in that case, it, you know, might make it a little bit more easy for Green Bay to get to, you know, the playoffs. But I would think that Dan Campbell would use that as a rallying cry to go ahead and end the season on the right note and spoil Aaron Rodgers, you know, and their playoff hopes. Um, and in that case, the four years would end up getting Seattle which would be interesting, a third time that they would play Seattle, the second time at Levi Stadium. The last time they played the, the Seahawks at Levi Stadium, it didn't go good for Seattle. And Dan says Giants win with their second and third stringers. If the Giants win it with their second and third string, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do a jig. I mean, I'll be, I'll be super stoked about that. That would be interesting. Paul says Green Bay has looked good against who? Oh, I think that's, the, you know, that's an honest question. You know, who have they actually played? Um, and they haven't really played, you know, I mean, but you could say that about a lot of teams, right? Like who have these, um, who have these teams been playing, you know, that makes you think that you should worry about them? Well, let's go back. I'll look at their, you know, their kind of their, their wins that they've had. So their last loss was against the Eagles. Um, they lost to the Eagles 40 to 33. Uh, so, you know, that 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 happened. They were on a two-game skid. They lost to the Titans. They lost to the Eagles. Uh, since then, on December 4th, they beat the Bears 28-19. to They beat the Los Angeles Rams 24-12. to On Christmas Day, they beat the Dolphins 26-20. to 
And I believe that was that without Tua or was that when Tua got hurt? I think that's when Tua got hurt. And then they beat the Vikings 41-17. So, I mean, you're right. It's not the most impressive wins, uh, but they did beat the teams they're supposed to beat, right? So you have to give them credit for that. But, I mean, you're right, Paul. It's not an impressive, you know, impressive winning streak when you're looking at the overall teams at which they played. And so, I mean, that's a good, that was a very solid point coming from Paul. Uh, Ken, this says 49ers are on a mission. Don't matter who we play. It's smashing time. Nothing else will do. I love that mindset. Yeah, exactly. This course is nothing like beating Seattle three times in a season after all the years of barely beating them. Yeah, I think that would be, you know, good. And it's a good matchup for the 49ers. Uh, We've seen the way Tavares Ward's able to play against DK Metcalf. It's all about stopping their run with Kenneth Walker and the 49ers have proven that they can do that. And then, yeah, Lockett's back, but, I mean, how healthy is he with that hand? I think that's going to be a big determining factor in how well the Seattle Seahawks play. But I think it's a good matchup. And, I mean, the Seattle defense is not great at stopping the run. The 49ers are really good at running. When you get into the playoffs, you're letting it all hang out. That means you got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, uh, everyone at your disposal, uh, not to mention Elijah Mitchell. So, pretty exciting. Um, of course, says, who is anybody then? Uh, can't play uh, – can't – can't play Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati every week. Oh, you're right. I mean, you you can't, right? But, I mean, I think if you're looking for, like, a significant win, you know, if they had to beat the Eagles, you said, oh, that, that's a significant win. Um, I mean, Minnesota, if their defense wasn't so bad, you would think that was a significant win. Um, but, I mean, the NFC is not exactly the strongest, you know, uh, the, you know, strongest conference there has been. For sure, you know, I mean, Green Bay, you know, didn't play. You know, they did beat one of the top three seeds, though, in Minnesota. Uh, but Minnesota has, you know, their their point differential, they're, they're negative 19. Uh, it's, it's one of the craziest things ever. Uh, so I think you you kind of look at it that way where I don't know how many teams, and, you know, people say the same things about the 49ers. Well, they haven't played anybody. I think we're going to find out. You know what I mean? We're going to find out. And uh, Paul says two or through three interceptions because he was concussed. Uh, it's unfortunate. And, you know, I didn't watch that game, but I did hear about it. So uh, you're right. I mean, there, there's a little bit of a struggle. I mean, like I said, I'm not worried about all three. I think the lo- most likely uh, scenarios for the 49ers to be the two seed, even though I did say on the Ant Hill show that my wild that's bold, or maybe I said it on slightly uh, over on Patreon, is my my wild that one of my wild that's bold this week is the 49ers end up with the number one seed. But we'll see what Dabble and the Giants end up doing and if they play the Eagles. I think that's what's going to, really you know determine what's going on but uh guys i'm gonna jump out of here thanks everyone for joining me for this live stream i'm gonna go live again on saturday for the game preview show if you guys want to come through uh check it out and and of course ask all the questions bring your uh wild ass bowl predictions bring your score predictions i'm gonna go over my key matchups and what the game plan is gonna look for like for the 49ers i'm sure we're gonna have a lot more answers about who's going to play but Thanks, everyone, for coming. Stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.